2: Hello everyone, and welcome to The Village Voice, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer-Asmaland, and welcome to our episode on peaceful parenting. In today's episode, I will cover the basics of peaceful parenting. Now, this is about a two and a half hour class when I teach it in person, but I'll squeeze in as many of the basics as I can into the episode. First, I want to be honest and say, I'm not the perfect parent who never yells. It's a great goal to shoot for, and I do have some great guidelines and boundaries about communication for parents when they do get frustrated that I do hold myself to. But yes, I do raise my voice, and yes, I do get frustrated. I just had to get that out there so everyone doesn't think our home is all Mary Poppins games and roses. Modern parents are extremely busy, and this can frequently make things stressful. We want so much for our kids, not just to keep the laundry clean and relatively healthy food on the table, but we want them to be and stay strong academically. We have them in sports, music, language, and other cultural activities. We want them to grow up and be happy, be nice, be successful, to not be slobs, and on and on. We put so much pressure on ourselves to not screw up to help them reach their potential, all of that on top of taking care of our own lives. Whether we work or stay home, we get sick. We have a bad night's sleep, bills to pay, households to run, businesses and our bosses. It can all get overwhelming. This is one of the most popular classes that I teach. So today, I'm going to share an intro and some basics to peaceful parenting, keeping your cool when situations heat up. So first, what do I mean by peaceful parenting? What I mean is the parent as an inspiring leader and calming authority. I know it's a tall order, but can you imagine having someone like that in your life? Maybe you do. If you do, you're extremely lucky. But what an amazing gift. You can be that person for someone or more than one. Your own kids. Does this mean that you will never lose your cool? No, of course not. But it does mean that you're committed to using what works and evaluating situations and finding better ways so that calmer methods and ways of interacting become the norm and so that yelling, screaming, belittling, and threatening do not become the habits. But also, be sure to set realistic expectations. Parenting is intimate and personal. So emotions are going to run high at times. It's unrealistic to expect that you will always be able to handle every situation with a calm demeanor. It's normal to get upset in parenting. Anger and frustration are normal emotions. Showing them is normal and can be done in healthy ways. Kids need to learn healthy ways of dealing with difficult emotions, and they learn these from us. Now, obviously, we want to stay away from using and therefore teaching and modeling unhealthy ways such as screaming, throwing things, and threatening consequences. We either do or we don't, but we don't threaten a consequence. And don't choose a consequence when you're too angry. I don't mean to throw my husband under the bus here. He's an amazing person and dad, but he's also a good example of this. His go-to is... If you don't do X, I'm throwing your toy in the garbage. He's never thrown a single thing of the kids in the garbage, ever. But it's what comes to mind when he's angry. Another unhealthy way of dealing with anger and frustration, belittling. When it comes to showing anger in a healthy way and avoiding all kinds of emotional and relationship damage, belittling and name calling will just never do. It's painful and it's toxic. So avoid these at all costs. And lastly, we obviously want to reframe from things like hitting and spanking, breaking things, or threatening to hurt or damage our kids' things. Research shows that children of parents who try to control with anger show decreased empathy when compared to children of parents with warmer parenting styles. It's important to remember that showing anger is different than controlling with anger. Controlling with anger is the threatening the power play out of anger, creating fear so that they'll do as they're told. This is what we want to stay away from. Now I want to take a minute here to talk about yelling. I think in many cases we've convinced ourselves that any raising of our voice is bad. Can you imagine what it sounds like to always be sweet and warm sounding? Oh, honey, I see you just broke the kitchen cabinet door again by climbing on it, even though we just had the same issue a month ago. Go get $20 from your piggy bank so you can pay daddy for the parts to fix it and go out to play. That's creepy. No, you're mad. You should be mad. Kids need to know that type of behavior is unacceptable, and you're feeling angry and disrespected. So I'm going to share some guidelines about sharing anger. Like I already mentioned, anger is normal, and it's normal to be angry in parenting. Kids benefit from seeing an expression of negative emotions. However, it's important to keep your display of anger short, at moderate levels, and to have a resolution. Short means returning to calm within a few minutes. If you're acting angry daily, and especially if it's big, then children will check out. You lose the capacity to be the role model. Moderate means showing some level of emotion. It's okay to have some frustration in your voice, but the screaming and the yelling at the top of your lungs, shaming or name calling, any feeling of being out of control and your children will not feel safe. You want them to feel safe with you. You are their safe harbor in the world. You want to be the person they feel they can go to. So you want to do whatever you can to protect this. And resolution means reconnecting after you share your anger, hurt, or frustration. Apologize and explain. Explain that you are angry, but that you're calm now and that you still love your child, even when you're upset. Studies show that parents who apologize and or explain after a display of anger have children with higher emotional intelligence because we're modeling this behavior for them and teaching them proper conflict resolution. Now, Knowing why peaceful parenting is so important can many times be enough for parents to empower themselves to dial down the reaction a few notches. Calmer parenting sets a positive example to kids for dealing with conflict and negative emotions, which builds the emotional intelligence like I just mentioned. It strengthens rather than weakens the relationship, and therefore a parent's influence builds and maintains respect of the child for the parent, also affecting the parental influence. In the teenage years when kids are gaining freedom, this influence will be of the utmost importance. So what happens if we just get so angry we can't see straight? Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Pure air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep, and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out PuroAir Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. We need to step away for a few minutes and come back. The situation will still be there for us to resolve, but it's better to wait until we are ready. Some healthy ways of showing anger include sharing feelings with I statements. These take some practice, but these are the things like, I feel angry that no one is listening. There are very distinct guidelines to using these well, so if you want to learn more about that, you can see the class called Communication Tools on our website, yourvillageonline.com. Some other ways of dealing with intense frustration and getting help to calm down is talking it out with a friend or your partner, engaging in some physical activity, or taking a positive time out, which in this case means for you, the parent, not the child. I remember one particular time I did this. My kids were little, like two, two, and three. It was getting towards the end of the day, around five. They were all whining at me for stuff and melting down about everything, I just said, I need a minute, I'm going to take a shower. They all started crying. So I went in the bathroom, shut the door and took a three minute shower. When I came out, I felt so much better. And even more surprisingly, so did they. They were all laughing and smiling and happy to see me. Knowing what to do in situations will greatly reduce frustration. Having a plan means you can move into action rather than flailing around and grasping at something and hoping it will work. Whatever your common struggles are, figure out a plan. Are bedtimes chaotic? Tantrums driving you crazy? Power struggles? Getting your kid to eat healthy? Discipline exchanges in general? There are resources for all of these to get the answers you need. Books, blogs, and of course, our website covers all these topics and more. So figure out your sticky areas. Get the resources, create a plan, and parenting life will go smoother, which will minimize these frustrations. Also, when we feel stressed or stretched beyond our limits, we get reactionary. I can always tell when I'm getting sick. I get very impatient with my kids. If you are too tired, sick, or stressed, you will not be able to handle situations nearly as well. So it's very important to take care of yourself, too. There are six key areas to consider when taking care of yourself. These are sleep, nutrition, physical activity, downtime, stress... And support. I have a questionnaire slash quiz available on the blog in a post called self-care finding your problem areas that you can download and see which of these areas you're struggling with so you can figure out how to work on those so you can be your most peaceful parent. Now it's time to answer a couple of parenting questions that came in this week. This week, Shauna from Texas asked, I am so exhausted all the time. I feel disorganized and like I'm always playing catch-up. Then I get stressed and yell at my kids. I don't know what to do. Please help. I think this is a very common modern parenting problem, Shauna. Our lives are so busy and we have so many balls in the air. It's hard not to drop a few. And sometimes we do. This would be a great coaching topic as I have so many questions for you so I could help you figure out the best place to start. But I'll give you some basics and hopefully they'll be enough to get you started in the right direction. First, I'm going to strongly recommend that you take the quiz on the blog that I mentioned earlier, and then watch Peaceful Parenting Part 1 class on the site. In the first class, I cover tips and ideas on how to take care of yourself so you can become less stressed and gain some energy. Once you can do this, you can keep the ball rolling forward and tackling more areas to gain peace, time, and even more energy. Start by choosing one or two areas and focus on those for a few weeks, then start adding in any other areas where you think you could be taking better care of yourself. Once you get yourself feeling better, more supported, and less stressed, then you can start to tackle other areas. I even talk about some ways of getting your household organized, from tasks to schedules. I also have a class coming out very soon on family organization, and that could also help you immensely, so stay tuned for that one. Also, hopefully the tips I covered today will help you get started in working towards more calm parenting techniques as well. Now, our next question comes from Stephen in Southern California. Stephen says, I have two sons, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. My dad was a constant yeller. I'm sure it's not true, but I feel like most of my memories of him are of him yelling at me. I don't want that to be my legacy, but I find myself getting frustrated when they don't listen, especially at bedtimes when they start getting silly and running around rather than getting ready for bed. So I start yelling. I want to find a different way to communicate and get my kids to listen. It doesn't work anyway. And then I just feel guilty. Yes, Stephen, bedtimes are such a common time for struggles in families. Parents are tired and oftentimes we have another hour's worth of chores to do. So this is an especially trying time for keeping our cool. So here are some tips I'll give for bedtimes in particular. One thing that has greatly helped in our house is splitting our kids' bedtimes up. We have a seven-year-old and two five-year-olds, so I can personally relate to the craziness that can ensue at bedtimes. We started allowing our seven-year-old to stay up just a little later than his twin siblings, and this has greatly reduced that bedtime chaos. So I highly recommend that route, especially with the age difference, this should be very easy to implement. Also, I'm going to recommend one of the tools I cover in the Getting Kids to Listen class, which I call the Move to Action. Before they start getting ready, let them know your expectations. When you go upstairs, I need you to get in your pajamas, brush your teeth, and pick out your book. Then when you go upstairs, rather than bellowing down the hall or from the next room, like I said get dressed, why aren't you dressed yet? Why do I always have to tell you five times to get dressed? Right? This is a common pattern in many families. The problem is, this pattern has been set and the child knows you'll say it four times and then get upset the fifth time and that's when it's time to get ready. But you can break this pattern. So go with your child. And if bedtimes are split up, this is even easier as you can work with each child separately rather than trying to split your time or choose one. And when he isn't complying, go up, touch his shoulder, have him look at you and repeat. I asked you to put your pajamas on. I need you to do that now, please. This lets him know you mean business. The other thing you can do to gain compliance is choices, which is a better tool for the four-year-old, but asking things like, which pajamas do you want to wear tonight, trains or superheroes? Because kids love to feel in control and the choice gives him that control, that ownership, so he'll buy into the process more easily. I know your question was more about staying calm, but I think some very practical bedtime tips for making bedtimes go smoother will help to drastically cut down on your frustration levels and therefore drastically reduce the yelling. But if you still wanna hear more about keeping calm in the moment when your kids push your buttons, the Peaceful Parenting Part Two class goes into depth with a lot more tools and tips than I was able to cover today. In our next episode, I'll be covering the basics of one of the most fundamental concepts for parents of kids of all ages, understanding temperament. I consider temperament to be fundamental because temperament, not just our kids, but also our own, will color every single exchange we have with them. Understanding the ways they may experience the world differently from you will help you connect better with each child and learn ways to help that child to leverage their strengths and strengthen areas where they're challenged. When I first learned about temperament, it was a huge eye-opener for me. So it's another not-to-be-missed episode. If you would like to submit a question for that episode or other future episodes, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. You can also see what topics we have coming up by visiting our podcast page on our site, yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. If you're loving what you're hearing on our podcast, please let us know by giving us a great review and also subscribing to our channel. If there is something you think we can do better or a topic you would really like to hear about, please send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in today, and I look forward to seeing you next time.